You're listening to This Is MVM, a podcast series coming to you from beautiful British Columbia, Canada. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle St. Hill, Vanessa Williams, and Marianne Pine. This is MVM. Well, 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 welcome back. This is MVM and I am Michelle. I'm so glad to be here with you again tonight. We have decided to discuss the topic of hair. Yes, that wonderful thing on top of your head comes in all sorts of shapes and sizes and lengths and densities and textures. And if you are a woman with a curly top, you know the struggles, the struggles are real. This industry is worth 2.5 2.5 billion dollars it is a lot of money that women with curly hair especially afro textured women like me and my girls vnm we spend on our hair annually the black household spends in excess of 2.5 billion dollars what a lost opportunity for the american manufacturing companies because so many of those products are actually Uh, manufactured outside and that does not include your wigs your weaves does not include clips it does not include flat irons hot tools or anything else that a black woman or black man might use to adorn their hair without further ado let me introduce my co-conspirators i have to my left and to my right (laughs) i have my sisters my girlfriends miss v hello hello beautiful people i am vanessa the v in mvm always a pleasure to be here sharing my stories with these lovely ladies tonight i am not my hair stay tuned to hear all about my hair journey okay so hair we're talking about hair you sure i'm supposed to be here for the hair Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyway this is marianne present and accounted for very very pleased to be here with you once again to share our stories they're going to share their stories about hair uh mine aren't as exciting as theirs but you know i'll keep it real that's what i do but I'd like to do a little something before we get further into the topic of the hour. If any of you have listened to our last podcast, which was about things that make you vexed, I had a little a little spiel about um, my toe, and I was a bit flippant, and I realized it's just a toe, and I know how stressful it has been for all of our healthcare workers, um, everybody, anybody that works in a care home, in a hospital, uh, in a clinic, it has been very, very challenging, and I just want to say that we appreciate you all, and I still have my toe. I just want to say thank you all for taking care of us as best as you can under these trying circumstances. That being said, we are now going to get into the hair of the matter. Michelle, you're the expert. Talk to me. The expert? Well, that's subjective, isn't it? For those who pay me money, they must think so, because I am a hairstylist by trade and profession, have been in this industry since I was 17. Oh, my goodness. Yep, long time ago. You know, when I first started in this industry, turned up at the salon, and um, I was the only black employee at Elizabeth Arden on Bomb Street back in the day. It was a wonderful apprenticeship, Gino Manifesta, Donald McIntosh, but guess what? My first hair mess up happened the weekend. <laughs> was like, oh my goodness. I want to hear about that one. <laughs> oh, well, I won't even tell you what I did to my best friend's hair. Um, but uh, the funny it thing- It wasn't was, me. <laughs> no, there, there, there was a life before you, my darling. There was a life before you. Um, so anyway, this, um, this interesting situation was I decided that, you know how when you're young, well, for those of you who remember the days when our mothers would not allow us to do chemicals, we may have done a hot comb, a press or something like that, but there was no way you're doing chemicals, at least not in the Caribbean community who lived in Great Britain. There would have been probably some mothers who did, but for the most part, you had a hot comb or you still wore your hair in plaits. North Americans call them braids, but that would be it. You would not be doing a big deal with your hair. 
So, of course, I reached the age, tender age of 13 and the afro was popping and I wanted an afro. So my uncle Ken, he was our family barber. He cut everybody's hair. All of my uncles used to come over and he cut my hair into a really nice, pretty afro. And I felt so good. I felt like, yeah, all of this, you know, I don't know. I just felt good anyway. So I show up at school and then, you know, when I was in school, I was actually bullied quite a bit. That's another day, another topic. But um, I just remember running home and feeling so disappointed at my hair because I'd had this Afro cut and people were laughing at it. But later on in life, what I gained to recognize was it came from a point of envy because when your hair can't stand up as glorious as ours does, people will make fun of you and mimic you. Speak it, speak it. <laughs> so um, I quickly went and got some, uh, it would have been a product called Bell Rose. It came in, it was a, a dark, almost a black grease yeah uh, had, had my sponge rollers and i wet each section i put some grease on it and i set it in sponge rollers and then the next day when i went to school the hair looked pretty pretty and so, right <laughs> nice and shiny and um yeah that was that was my first ever haircut i was 13 years old and i just remember the afro because my uncle my darling uncle ken he cut it for me so anyway i show up at work for school now i think i'm a big woman you know i remember getting on top of the the bus because in England if you travel on the bus it's a double decker and on the top upstairs is where the grown-ups used to sit and if you could wanted to smoke a cigarette you sat upstairs well just before I went to start my hairdressing career I went and bought myself a packet of Dunhill International cigarettes let me tell you they came, they came 20 in a pack and they were nice and long and elegant and the box was burgundy and gold I went to Wembley Market on the Sunday I bought myself a lighter I sat on top of the bus of course when I got home that night my mother could smell the smoke in my hair this hair used to be a magnet for everything anyway <laughs> about a month down the road i decided i wanted to have my hair colored and so there was a color by a company called i have not actually why am i giving all of these company names they don't even sponsor us anyway the color name was damson red i won't tell you the manufacturer unless we can find a way to get them to send me a whole basket full but anyway damson red it was 303 slash six it was a burgundy red what i know today was you could put that color on with a 20 volume and you would get the burgundy red no problem well my boss in the day didn't know that they'd never done my hair my texture or my color so what do they do they bleached me up they bleached this hair it looked white and then they put the color on it looked pink then they had to put another color on to make it look like something well hair wasn't so bad i went to a party the following saturday night and this girl had this pretty pretty texturized it was a texturized curl well i thought it was texturized it was an afro what did you put in your hair i said she said oh i put revlon again another name drop but it was revlon realistic i said oh what did you use Re mild and okay so i got up to my little store in my neighborhood that sold products for black hair and I bought a tub of relaxer I went home put the relaxer on my hair and I came out the hair was orange because remember I just bleached it a few weeks before the hair was not looking good not looking good not looking good I had a party to go to turned up at the party in those days you know most of the parties the lights were dim and this guy called Joe was chatting me up and Joe was bless him Joe I, I remember Joe to this day I said to Joe you might not want to look at me in the light because I have orange hair <laughs> I've got orange hair orange hair he said I'm sure it's okay Joe turned up at work the following Monday I sat down in the chair and my boss, one of my one of the employees cut my hair off. I had my first cropped haircut. I wore a Grace Jones lookalike because oh this there's no way I could wear this hair to work. It was a mess. I was working in a top salon. So that was one of many hair mess ups because this hair has got some stories to tell. Luckily, hair grows at a rate of half an inch a month, which means at the end of a year, you will have 12 inches of growth if you look after your hair, if you treat your hair well, if you love your hair, if you remember this is a crown and glory that you were blessed with. Make no apologies for this head of hair because as we know, it will come back. It will come back. So I may share another story as we get further on in the show, but I got to hear about the creamy crack. There was my creamy crack story. And I hear my girlfriend, Miss V, you have a creamy crack story. <laughs> oh, 
Um, yes, my first relationship to the creamy crack. I was 17 years old, graduating high school because my mom, they would not allow me to put anything in my hair. I don't know if it's because they couldn't afford it, but it was there was never a conversation of putting that thing in my hair. They, I remember having my hair um, curled. You know, back in the day, they had the cold part with the coal and you put the um, hot iron in it and I got burned. I didn't like it, so that was only once. Never me again. Um, I was good with my Vaseline and water give me a brush and I'm good to go with that so I wore braids all the time just not extension just my own hair box plaits as we call them anyways getting to the story of the first time I had my hair relaxed so because of graduation my girlfriend didn't like the way my hair looked so she said her, her bigger sister older sister offered to purchase a TCB and she paid for me to go to a hairdresser so she can apply the product to my hair because I have no idea what to do. The thing came out straight, straight, straight because um, for those of you who know me, I'm a bit mixed. So it was like now I look like I'm an Indian, uh, like my hair was so straight. I didn't know what to do with it. Um, for my graduation day, I think I just wore it the way it was done two days before because I, I really didn't know what to do with my hair. So that was my first experience of it. And I liked it. So I continued doing it myself. I went and I got my TCB and it came with a glove back in the day and you sit at home and you fix up your hair. And, you, and those days when I get my hair done, I didn't wash it for a month. <laughs> because the longer you stay to wash your hair, in my mind, the longer the, the straightener would keep. So I didn't want to wash that thing. And by the time you get to washing it, it was like, what was that? It was the water was so dirty <laughs> from all the buildup. <laughs> mm. From the grease and the dust, you know, but um I, I just continue to, I never went to a stylist until I start working and that probably was like 23. So for a couple of years, I did my own hair. I don't know if it was done properly, who, who, who cares? As long as you had straight hair, you were good to go. And I was happy. So that is my first creamy crack story. Marianne, when was the first <laughs> time did you put, uh, or have you or your mom or whomever put relaxer in your hair? Uh, I think my grandmother took me to the hairdresser when I was like 14, okay. just for the heck of it. I mean, I my hair, I have hair on my head, great. I'm not, how can I say it? No, for me, my hair is, is just like the rest of me. It's there. It's, it's no big deal. Well, you already know, Michelle, when I come to you, like it's... It's just here. It's been natural now for about 15 years or more. Natural. Um, the only disaster I had <laughs> was um, when my granddaughter decided to experiment in my hair with dye. I don't know what she used, but I know it came out pink. And then... A friend of mine came over and saw it and she was like, oh, we need to do something with that. And she got uh, henna. And that's when I had, uh, you remember? You remember, Michelle? The From pink to orange. <laughs> From pink to orange. But I didn't cut off my hair. I couldn't care less. Who don't like it can bite it, as we would say when I was younger at school. You know, I, I'm good with my hair. For me, I wash my hair as often as I feel like. I love being in, when I was in Jamaica, I love being in the water. So it don't matter to me whether I went to the hairdresser yesterday or not. You know, um, it get wet, it get wet. I perspire a lot. So um, I don't, I'm, I'm not a hair person. I'm not really into like, oh, oh I got to get this cut or I have to get this look or it has to look this way. I mean, I can put it all back in one and I'm happy. I've gone through stages where I cut it all off just because didn't have a reason to. I remember once when I was in Jamaica, I was in sales, went to this new um, this new mall and i'm waiting for some staff to come there to stock out the, the the shelves and i'm walking around and i see a barber and there's nobody there and now my hair is long longer than where it is now and i just went in the chair and i just said hey take it off and he's like pardon me i'm like just cut it off 
just like that just because <laughs> no reason no rhyme to it so my hair story is nothing to write home about i mean i know like in the days when i used to model they would have challenges trying to work with my hair like whatever whatever it looked like i'm still gonna look good anyway it just it was just never a thing for me it was just never a thing and being you know stopping um doing the 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 cream what are all the names for it, for it? creamy crack cream okay. here relaxer what oh. else perm yeah. Uh, yeah i i did not like going to the hairdresser i don't like sitting down under a, a dryer i don't like having to wait i don't it's not my thing i'm a creature to be pampered so when i come i want to be taken care of i want to feel good i don't want nothing tight i don't want nothing dragged i mean i heard my grand my granddaughter even said to me the other day she's combing my hair and i'm like no i'm built for comfort here she's like <laughs> no pain no gain grandma i'm like Child, what the heck do you know about that like, yeah, I I just want to feel good. I don't want nobody tugging at nothing. I don't want to be sitting down for hours. No. If you're pampering me, if you're going to do my hair and my nails and my toes and then I get a massage and all of that, then I'm wonderful and good. Don't tell me that I have to go through this torture just because. No, sir. Just wet it and gone about my business. That's it. That's me. I'm here. You know what's, what's so interesting about that is that people often think that if you, quote, don't do your hair, now we are in a wonderful decade of women being able to support, to sport their hair in its natural essence and not have to worry. So people like Marianne look like they're on a trend, but you've been in this journey for so many years that it was like, you know, anybody who knows you as we do, because we live mm -hmm. here, it was no big deal. You saw everybody yeah. else kind of like following you. <laughs> you, know I mean? well, you know what I've had, tell you the truth, I've had a number of people actually say to me, a number of women that said to me that, you know what, because of you, I decided to just let it go. And I, there's one friend in particular. She lives in Ontario and I hadn't seen her for a year. And when she saw my hair, she says, boy, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, but you can. And she says, oh, no. You know, she goes to her hairdresser faithfully, same hairdresser for umpteen years and everything. Year later, I'm back in Toronto. And I get to the house and lo and behold, she embraced it, embraced it in such a way that it shaped, I mean, the hair was great. She didn't color it anymore. She had cut it short and she looked like she took off like 20 years, even though the hair was no gray. There was no color and it was natural. She looked, she looked, I mean, she was, she always looked pretty, but she looked really, 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 really good and so much younger. And I've, I've had other ladies too that said that to me that they, you know, they decided to take the step because they saw that I did it. And I'm like, hey, it's a beautiful thing. Trust me, that freedom. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. You're listening to This Is MVM. My name is Judy Lewinson, a.k.a. Judy Lou, executive producer at Bangrio. I would like to take this moment to thank you for listening to today's episode. You could be anywhere doing anything right now, so we're especially pleased that you've chosen to spend a little time with us. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Posh & Harmony. Posh & Harmony is both a health and beauty brand as well as an online marketplace featuring many BIPOC-owned brands for people of all ages and cultural backgrounds. Start your melanin-filled shopping experience today. Visit Posh & Harmony at poshandharmony.com. Celebrating melanin magic made by us loved by everyone. Thank you for your continued support of This Is MVM. Now, back to the show. Well, we're back from the break. And as you heard, Vanessa said, she doesn't know what the numbers are, but she knows there's some when it comes to curly hair. Let me just break that down for you. In the hairdressing world and in the natural world, we talk about hair texture. 
Most women who have what we call natural hair, that is usually referring to women from the African diaspora. Therefore, their hair is kinky, curly, coily, tight curl, uh, many other descriptions. And those textures are usually, for the majority, they run in the four category, and they will be a 4A, a 4B, or a 4C. And some people even claim a 4E. I mean, for D, sorry. Uh, the other textures would be two, and that would be an ABC, and then a three, again, ABC. And what they recommend, what they refer to, sorry, excuse me, is the wave, the curl, or the coil. It just depends on how tight the curl is that will determine whether it's an A, B, or C. And um, there is such a thing today called the Crown Act. Has anybody heard of that? Do either my co-conspirators know anything about the Crown Act? No, do tell. I've never heard of it. I have no idea. Okay, so the Crown Act was first passed in the California legislature, legislature, uh, and it was because, so what it stands for is it cr to create a respectful and open workplace for natural hair. Because as you know, and I'm sure we can all relate to the fact that at some point or another, we've been told, wow, you're going to go out with your hair like that? How come you haven't fixed your hair? We may have even said it or thought it when we've seen a sister with their hair in its natural state back in the day. Because back in the day, I'll tell you this, growing up in England, if you went to the Pentecostal church, I will tell you, you did not press your hair, you did not do anything to your hair. And so most of the girls who went to school with us, who were, as we used to say, church girls, they never did anything with their hair. Other people would use, you know, pressing and, and what have you, curling tongs and so on, but the church was not allowing you to do much to your hair. So never mind the church not allowing you to do anything to your hair, then your parents might have an idea of what was acceptable. If you wanted to move up in a job, you needed to have your hair look a, quote, certain way. Right the way through, Caribbean, Africa, everywhere. If you were a woman who was black, your hair had to represent what they call professional. Professional usually meant it looked like a European head of hair. When your hair doesn't grow out your head like that, not really sure how that's supposed to happen. 2014, I decided to go natural. I have been grateful for the day that I decided that I would no longer do it myself. And therefore, I could encourage as many clients as possible to slowly sh make the shift. I was still doing chemical relaxers or creamy relaxers, I refer to them. I was still doing permanent waves or curly perms, as some people call them. However, modified version, not like the old one out of coming to America. But um, nonetheless, there were still some women who wanted to have adaptation done. Also, we were using keratin treatments, which is a semi-permanent temporary, quote, uh, way of straightening the hair. And it is not a permanent service, so therefore women would need to come back more regularly for that. And at where we are today, I'm looking at hair in all its glory and the younger generation who are coming up, looking at grown women with their hair natural. Now these young girls are feeling more confident, but weaves and braids, wigs, the hair accessories. How many people talk about the other things that, you know, going to bed at night, you take your wig off, you put it on the night table. Right? Like, so I'm not quite sure how many of you have ever worn a wig. Have you ever worn a wig, Marianne or Vanessa? No, I do not own a wig. I've never worn one. I've never had um, hair extension. Well, weave. I've never had a weave. So I, I can't relate to it. For Halloween one year, I had a blonde wig that went all the way down my butt. Um, wig? No. Once, twice, I got my hair braided and I was only being nice why I allowed it to be braided. Somebody wanted to see me in braids. And because I care for that person, <laughs> I allowed myself to be tortured. <laughs> oh, boy. I will never, ever do that again. No, thank you. So, And that's what we would refer to in the industry as protective styling. When you put your hair in braids or weaves or crochets or stuff like that, or wear a wig. It's protecting your hair from the elements so that you don't have to do anything to it. You can just have it 
you know, plaited up and then put the wig on and go about your business and nobody has to know. The wonderful well, thing is about wigs is that you could literally wear a different hairstyle, you know, seven days a week if you wanted to. I am very happy with my head as it is. I do not need a wig. I do not need braids. I can relate to something you said earlier, though, when you mentioned about... Um, you know, you made a comment when they used to say to us, where you're going with that head? As a big woman with Pinkney, <laughs> I went on a cruise with my aunt and um, she was celebrating her 60th birthday. So I flew down to Florida. And uh, when I got there, my hair was natural. Uh, that was before I actually got into it full time. And she um, she looked at me and she said, you're not going on that ship with me, with that head like that. And I'm like, but auntie, is it, I'm fine. It, I'm gonna, my hair is gonna look good. She said, no, 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 no. <laughs> you come with me. <laughs> you're not going on that, on that ship with me with your hair like that. And I'm like, I'm saying to myself, but I am a big woman. I can do what I want with my hair. Well, you know what happened, right? <laughs> the hair you got, got dead. Hair did. <laughs> oh, you got your hair did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was that. Actually, that was the last time that I did my hair. That was crazy. No, I just, I mean, I just don't, I don't get it. I've never had that um, thing. Oh, my hair, my hair. And, and besides which, I will tell you this. Every time when my hair, when, when I lived in Jamaica and I relaxed my hair, every single solitary time that I went to the hairdresser, rainfall. It could have had drought for like two months. You just need me to go to the hairdresser, rainfall. <laughs> like, yeah. Listen, man. I ain't got time for that kind of nonsense. Naturally talk, man. Natural. Shake up my locks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I became natural in 2012. I was coming from St. Vincent. And... Anyways, I think we'll get into this story later on. <laughs> no, man, no, I hear that story. No, no, man, come with it, come with it. <laughs> okay, so Michelle Obama was on the TV and she had a bob. Is that what you call it, Michelle? With the bang, sorry. A bang. Oh, right. She had a, or a fringe. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get my hair done. I'm in Trinidad. So when I go back to, to Canada, I'm going to have a new look. Because every time I go home, I always do something. With, most of the times I do braids. So this one time I decided I'm going to get my hair done with the creamy crack in Trinidad. The lady asked me don't what's it on. Don't blame it on Trinidad. you got to start with the story from the beginning. So <laughs> well, let, me just, let me just fill in the blanks here. So before she went on holiday. Hold on, that's her story. Is that her story? What is this? This part has okay. to come in. Okay, go on. So this part has to come in. So before she went, I fixed up her hair, right? And she had a particular service done. And so because of the service, the rest is a story that she has to tell. But she has to remember to put that part in because she had got the hair fixed up to go on holiday. Oh, what did I have again? What was it called? It was a keratin smoothing treatment. Yes, the keratin. And oh, my God, the hair is light and nice. And I decided because I don't know what happened. You know, I think the weather usually change your hair when you get to St. Vincent. Because it, it's not a permanent straightening. Right. So I feel I, it didn't look like anything was done to my hair. So I decided I'm going to get the, the hair relaxer. I found the hairdresser and she applied, I think it was TCB, but the, there were different strengths. Um, and she, I think she applied a strong one. So she's there washing my hair out after, sit there for like whatever, however time. My hair is itching like crazy. God knows I wanted to, I wanted to pull it out. I'm sitting there and I couldn't take it anymore. I eventually said to her, please wash my hair out because it is burning too much. She put me on the sink and she said, oh my God. And I'm like, what happened? Your hair is falling out. I'm not joking. You could pass your hand through my hair and a whole clump of hair would just come out in your hand. I sat there and I didn't know what to say, what to do. She finished the job. I paid her and I left. I got you home. You did what? I, yes, yes, I did. Mm -hmm. She got paid. 
And I got home and I figured, you know what, give it some time. It might settle down. No, it didn't. Every time I comb my hair, I came back for two days. I didn't go outside. I was in Edmonton then, so I wasn't going outside anyway, so it didn't matter. And I had to go and razor cut my hair. And that is what forced me to become natural. And I've never looked back. I'm embracing it. So rather than having two chemicals in my hair, a color and a relaxer, now I can only do the color once a year, maybe. And But that experience, no, no, man. Somebody should have been sued. But <laughs> my, I have a question, though. So, Okay, Michelle, what you did to her here, isn't there some sort of chemical that you actually used to do it? Yes, we did a yeah, it's like chemical. Okay, so and how long after did you decide to put in another set of poison in your head? Maybe two months. Um, yeah, I think so. Wow. But, but, but it was soon in between. But like I said, when you have that in your hair and because of the moisture, it doesn't look like anything is done to your hair. Maybe it looks like something like this. It's the humidity. So what happened was the service that she had done was fine when you blow dry flat iron your hair. The hair looks great. But when you shampoo and leave it, it sort of looks a little natural. But when she went to the stylist, I don't know what conversation the stylist had with her about her hair. Why why didn't you just flat iron it then? I mean, why? Marianne, you missed the part where I wanted to look like Michelle Obama hairstyle, like the the fringe. And That's the true. Hello. Like, Them used to have a song, long time, say, so wear your size. I'm not I telling you, this, it, it does not apply to this, that wear your size, <laughs> look like yourself. That is a new song. Look, well, look like for yourself. Sure. I didn't back then. No, no, I didn't. Philip, there would not have been a problem with you actually having the having a cut and style done, but the stylist who was doing your hair, she, I don't know what you went in and asked for, and therefore I don't know what the conversation was. And probably because you weren't familiar with what the keratin, you know, what anything about yes. the keratin, you probably didn't say to her you had the keratin because I did, but she didn't know what it was. And what she should have done is probably use the mile instead of the extra strength. And that was the issue. No, she shouldn't have put it on at all. You couldn't put it on on top of it. That's the thing. You could not put it on on top. Nope. Now, even me who don't know nothing about here, me knows that that, that no, sir. Anyway, thanks to yeah. that, I'm a natural sister today. But luckily you're here, grow back, you know, because they've had people that have had that kind of damage and burn and it damaged. You can't speak to that, Michelle, that it actually damaged um the damage the scalp, scalp and the scalp don't and the hair don't grow back properly say look you have your pain head now i didn't even think about that didn't <laughs> thank goodness no pain no gain oh, that was one of them <laughs> mm-hmm. okay then another story well michelle i have a question for you um Absolutely. once i saw this child and she had the the curly hair the tight hair and there was one child that had the curly hair Mm -hmm. and i made a comment and said oh my god that child here is so beautiful and this lady was there with me and she said so the other child here isn't beautiful right i had to take a moment Uh to think about what i just said Mm -hmm. so what do we consider to be beautiful? Everybody oh, here is yeah. beautiful. Oh, yeah. oh. All here. That whole argument about good here and bad here, no, it does not exist. It exists in the mat. Anyway, don't get me started on that one. No, Things we're in the conversation. Go on. Things we're that in the... get me vexed. Michelle that was talk. last episode, Marianne. No, so I'm not going to into this episode right now. Things that get me vexed? No. <laughs> But I am willing to accept my ignorance, right? Like oh from from then, like I said, I had mm. to ask myself the question, like really? Because I have tight hair, I don't have curly hair. And in my family, we, uh, my sister and I, we have totally different hair, same mom, but my hair is tighter than hers and she always go, well, I don't have your hair. So when she see my hair, it looks a certain way. And I'm like, I don't have your hair either. And her is more curly and my hair is tighter. But if, you know, you do the manipulation and you get your hair how you want to get it. But you're right. We uh, From then on, I'm like, no, we all just have to embrace that hair, man. No matter what type it is, it is our crown. 
of beauty. Absolutely, 100%. When people start, and I often, um, I teach a class, which is an introductory to um, textured hair. And I tell the, the stylist that you never refer to anybody's hair in a negative context. You're not going to use those words. So any word that could be associated with negativity does not get used. Because we all know that when you see images, if you start talking about what is pretty and what is fair faced and what is ugly or what is what have you, when you start looking at the way the world depicts those things, you soon have to ask yourself, but hold on a second. That looks like a lot of people I know. Because all of a sudden, this so-called standard of beauty, mm. what a, a professional hair, what is professional hair? They will always show you a European woman or a European man. And when it comes to people from the African diaspora, their hair does not grow the same way. So therefore, why is their hair not considered professional? Now, of course, some ladies in professional environments who decide they don't want to chemically treat their hair, they will cut their hair short because therefore they don't have to worry about the fuss. It's low. It doesn't become um, something that is in your face. Imagine turning up for work and being told you have to go home because your hair is blocking the view of something. But that's where your hair grows. Many a young person has had their hair cut off at the hands of somebody who should not have even been touching their hair a young fella in america in a wrestling competition had locks and in order to compete they said he had to cut his locks his locks could not go into the competition and a teacher or somebody went and got scissors and cut this young boy's locks off there was another young child who had curly hair. She looked like she was of dual heritage and she'd had some accident. Somebody, I don't know if it was a little brother or sister, had played and cut her hair in the weekend before. She had then gone to a salon. They kind of fixed it up a little bit. And then whatever reason, the hair, when the girl was in school, the teacher then cut this child's hair off. I don't understand. Like, what would you cut the little girl with blonde brunette? hair with red hair would you cut her hair no why are you taking scissors to a young person of color our hair is always the 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 um the butt of of discrimination the butt of jokes it's you know you look at um halloween and what are the what halloween wigs everyone wants to put an afro wig on their hair you know, you have to start. So when you start thinking about what is pretty, what is nice, you know, all hair. And as a stylist, I can manipulate every head of hair and make it look fabulous when it leaves. And it does not have to be straightened. It does not have to be flat ironed. It does not. It's about shape and it's about working with the texture. So it is really it's really frustrating. But I'm so glad that we are in the 21st century and that we are literally 2021 where we no longer get judged by the texture of our hair. Other people have to get used to it. I know I have more compliments with my hair in its natural state than I ever had when my hair was relaxed or, or texturized or anything like that. So the point of being content and comfortable, I know that with my gray hair, which people have told me, oh, you look like you have fluff in your hair. What's that? Oh, no, that's my gray hair. And I'm quite happy with it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I did have one of my clients one day. She said, have you seen the back of your hair? I said, no, my eyes are up front. Well, apparently it looked like I had cottonwood, which is a, a fluff here in Vancouver that comes off the tree. It's a seasonal um, allergy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And it flies in the air. And then next thing, apparently my hair looked like it was full of that. Well, that was all my lovely sterling wisdom, silver, whatever you want to call it, hair. And I'm quite happy as I'm sitting here. You guys can't see because we're on a podcast but i am loving up on my hair because this is the way it grows out of my head exactly i don't care no more i can I so relate to that so many bad hair do's bad haircuts even to this day still getting haircuts that don't quite work <laughs> yeah i work in, in corporate so when i go in sometimes i've had where they ask the question oh did you forget to comb your hair today so i just give them the eye because for me I wear myself with confidence. So it doesn't matter how my hair is on my head. You And another thing, do not ask, do not touch my hair, first of all. And do not ask to touch my hair because you're not going to touch my hair. This is my hair and I don't want you touching it. Why? If you touch it, you, you can, you expect, what are you expecting to feel? And, and this is one of my, when it comes to my hair, I do not like it. I find some people, I don't know if it's ignorance or they're genuine, they really want to know what your hair feels like. But when it's people that I've been working with for years, do not touch my hair. Do you have people that come up to you? Are, are you talking about strangers or just the people at work? I've had people at work. 
I've had strangers, but strangers, uh, I'm a little bit easy on them because it might be the what, first you time. Them and they, no, I don't. Oh. They can ask, but no, I don't know where your hand being. <laughs> exactly. But just it's it's what what I find frustrating is people who they've seen you over the years. You come in with a hairstyle today. They say, "Oh, what happened to you?" Um, did you do something to your hair? No, have you learned by now that my hair, I can manipulate it to be straight, to be curly, to be fluffy. Any the, my mood, it goes with my mood. And whatever day I'm going, if I'm if I'm in a happy mood today, I might take some time and do it. If not, I wake up in the morning, I wet my hands, my fingers, and I pull it out in the back. Make sure, because you know the back is always in. <laughs> you sleep on your back, so you want to make sure that's out. You fluff it up. You put your makeup on you dress and you out the door you're good to go we go natural because we want to have um our hair with ease for me my reason for going natural i want it to be more relaxed i want it to save money and yes i am saving money i just wash and go that is my money saver and it's just easy you love it well the industry is still worth 2.5 billion dollars whether vanessa buys any stuff or not just for the record <laughs> no water and vaseline water and shea butter <laughs> there you go marianne <laughs> look at michelle pointing she's no, like what you know no. what? there are lots of people who put on but the thing is the vaseline all the vaseline does and anything like that with the petroleum and there's going to be lots of people out there who will say they don't agree but what you need is something with a molecular structure like your body so vaseline is a byproduct of petroleum it's just been bleached out to be clean it is really just a gunk that comes when they when they get the the petrol and they whatever so it's really not great for your scalp it it can suffocate the follicles and it doesn't hold any style it doesn't it just might make your hair feel soft but it doesn't do anything else there's nothing else that that, that does nothing but we never said we wanted to do anything other than what we wanted to do we want to be able to get out put our fingers in there and get out the door out so the door. So oh, petroleum jelly for her and I heard that absolutely. It's only because every time she will say when I do a hair, she goes, I can't get mine to look like yours. I can't not yours like when you do it. But the mm. reason is is because she's only using the Vaseline and the water. So you know that's that's Vanessa's thing about. So it. God bless her whenever she come and get her hair done. She's making it sound like she doesn't spend money on products. Let me tell you about Vanessa's product spending because only the hairdresser knows. <laughs> Oh my God, the teams, the teams. I do buy shampoo and conditioner and Michelle would suggest something and I would say, oh my God, how much is it? And then she'll tell me and then I'll buy it. But, you know. Yeah, but your girl always hooks you up. Yes, and that's the only reason why I buy it. Okay, anyway, <laughs> just in case you want to know, the only reason Vanessa buys it is because Michelle gives her a deal. But while we are trying to get a deal, we're going to go to a break. We'll be right back. Hello, 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 beautiful people. This is Judy Lewinson, a.k.a. Judy Lou, executive producer at Van Grio. You have been listening to This Is MVM, and we are so happy that you joined us today. If you enjoyed today's programming and wish to show your support, we'd love it if you would start by liking, sharing, following, and commenting on any of our social media channels. You can find This Is MVM on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MVM Stories. That's MVM Stories. You could have been anywhere, but today you chose to spend a little time with us, and we want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to tell your friends and family about This Is MVM. Well, we're back, we're back, we're back. And I'm still telling you, it's a $2.5 billion industry, which means there are a lot of ladies going into salons, asking for services and not quite sure how to walk out with what they want. I'm hearing that the natural hair journey for some stylists, they think it has wrecked their income, which is not true because I tell you what, since I had started, I think I've been more comfortable in myself 
and love the fact that when women come in, we can have a conversation. So for all of you ladies out there who would like a little bit of an idea of some questions that you might ask, how about we do some role playing, Vanessa and Marianne? What questions do you think you might want to know if you are going to the salon and you wanted to transition from, let's say, a relaxer to natural? So I'll be the stylist and you can ask me the questions. One of the things I would want to know is, do I need to cut my hair? And oh. how short? Because I'm, I might have um, relaxed ends. So how short do I cut my hair? Do I really have to cut my hair? So the answer to that question is, depending on if you want to do a, a protective style while you were trying to grow your hair out, i.e. put it in braids or maybe even put it in a weave or maybe even wear it under a wig, then no, you don't need to cut your hair. But if you actually want to wear the hair out and open, you will need to get at the relaxer. Unless again, you probably decide to set it on maybe perm rods. Uh, a good stylist will let you do it generally a little bit at a time and then just work with you. So it depends on how long your hair is and what your desired end look is. But if you have relaxer on the end and you want to wear your hair natural, there's no way can you really comfortably, if it has been straightened and you've been flat ironing it, you can't wear it with, you know, textured roots and then these straight ends. So you would need to cut the hair. Do you usually give advice on what sort of products to use once, if, if let's say you decide to cut your hair, do you give advice on that or you just let them go home and decide what product they want to do or that's a research that one needs to happen needs to happen before you actually go to the hairdresser because you know you're going to go natural so i would suspect a little bit of work in terms of product needs to be done on the customer side on my side it would be advantageous for people to look, but there are a lot of products out there and it becomes really daunting. Like I said, $2.5 billion worth of products. Everybody wants a piece of our money. So it becomes really hard. What I will say is that you want to find companies that actually make products for us and product companies that are owned by us as a preference because they will understand the hair journey a lot better. There are product companies out there which will have little pictures and they may use a caricature that looks like us, but the, the product in the jar is really nothing that's going to benefit our hair at all. Uh, everybody wants a bit of the money. Like I said, again, $2.5 billion. Listen to me when I say that. Do not spend your money on products just because. Yes, do your research. If you hear of a product, do not just listen to influencers because sometimes they are paid in order to promote a product. But mm -hmm. go online and Google uh, ingredients. Get to know what you're putting on your hair. Not everything that is chemical is bad. Not everything that is natural is good. You have to find a happy medium. If you have a stylist, find a stylist who will help you on the journey, who's informative. When you sit in the chair, you will know right away if that stylist has any idea what they're talking about. And if you feel uncomfortable about it, then when you go home, make sure that you have a pen and paper when you're sitting in the chair, take some notes and maybe ask the stylist, you know, what products do you recommend and what do I expect from these products? How often should I use them? Ask general question. Teach your treat your hairstylist sorry as you would your doctor and hairstylists who are out there please respect your craft if you're going to be taking people's money make sure that you do your own homework if you're not familiar with the product line go and educate yourself that's what we have google for there's nothing wrong with saying i'm not sure let me find out for you i'll get some information i'll get back to you we can't be expected to know everything but more often than not sometimes hairstylists try to bluff their way out because they don't want to look uninformed. Well, the consumer can sometimes be more informed than the stylist when it comes to the manufacturers out there and different products. And we as salon professionals usually only work with products which have been created by a professional platform. So you go into some of these stores and they have probably, you know, over 200 different types of products who would know which one to use it's trial and error in a lot of cases so as a consumer you might try something it might work and you might use a product from a different brand that might work you have to find out what works for you and then you have to deal with whether it's good bad or indifferent after that so it looks like i have to get spending into that two point how much two no <laughs> what you need to do is you need to create a product <laughs> But you know what? I am so happy that my best friend is a hairstylist. So 
I get the tips whether or not I'm sitting in the chair. You get Thank the, you, Michelle. You're welcome. You get the tips whether you're sitting in the chair. I will give tips to all the clients. And that's the one thing I love about my job is it is an opportunity to really help women to make them feel you know, some women feel very insecure about their hair texture. And and that's because of the things they've heard growing up, especially if you're in a family and you were the only one with that particular texture of hair. Sometimes you might be dual heritage and one member of the family has straighter hair than another. And then you, one sibling might have different hair than each other. So what you end up hearing, and this is right across the board, whether you're Persian, Italian, Greek, Irish, Scottish, African from the Caribbean, we are so mixed up that you will often find in a family, even in, in Central and Spanish America, people do not love their curly hair, the older generation, because they still have this uh, colonizer mentality. We're grateful that we get this opportunity today to really have and wear our hair as we like. Marianne has been wearing her hair as she likes all the time because she doesn't care about nobody business but her own. Vanessa has learned to um, manage her hair with her Vaseline and water and then the help of her sister hairdresser. And at the end of the day, you know what? It is what it is. Michelle's just got to find her own girl now. You will. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, you so will. much for listening to us tonight. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or words of advice or wisdom, please put it in the comments. Don't forget, hit like, subscribe, do whatever, follow us, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Where else are we? I don't know where we are. We're all over the place. But you know what? This is probably just the first time of many of these topics and conversations because we will no doubt visit the, this area again. It's an area that's very dear to my heart. I love my profession and I love the fact that at the end of the day, when a client, as happened to me yesterday, a young fella who is moving to Toronto to do his master's degree, um, he had his last haircut with me yesterday. He said, you don't know how much you changed my life uh, when I met you and you started doing my hair because he'd always been having, he has curly hair and he'd been having problems going to salons and barbershops. He just couldn't find the place that he felt like he fitted. And we have developed a wonderful relationship. His sister now comes to me and his mom came in today. And because I'm not taking new clients, his mom asked if she could take his spot as he's moving. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't <laughs> deny her. Can't deny her, right? But we actually had a COVID uh, uh, hug and, um, you know, I've exchanged numbers. He's going to keep in touch with me while he's in a uh, in, in um, Ontario and it's you just never know what you can do for someone as a professional but even just the comment that you make when you see a little girl I always compliment both children or all the children find something positive as you would have grown up remember compliments have to be genuine so without further ado natural hair sisters let us embrace ourselves for who we are Ladies, once we have confidence, it does not matter, will not matter how we choose to carry our hair because it doesn't define who we are. Until next time, be good to yourself. That sounds good to me. Here I am rocking this natural salt and pepper, silver, whatever you want to call it. And I just say to all of you, as the senior M in MVM, just be you love you trust you be you do you signing off so in the meantime in between time be well stay safe talk soon and remember we will be back again so really have enjoyed this opportunity to talk and get to know my sisters a little bit more thank you miss v thank you miss m Life is a journey and not a destination, so you have to live each moment with love, passion, and hope. We look forward to speaking to you again soon and telling you more of our stories. Goodbye from me, Michelle. You've been listening to This Is MVM with hosts Michelle St. Hill, Vanessa Williams, and Mary Ann Pine. Executive produced by Judy Liu for Bang Trio. This Is MVM is recorded in Metro Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. For full episode credits, please visit Bangrio.com and be sure to follow at MVM Stories on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Until next time, continue to be the love. <laughs>